Ladies and gentlemen, you motherfuckers. Yo, 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 MTV raps. That ain't where I was headed, but I said it. Make sure that the sound is all good. Make sure that we're connected. Make sure that we're on the right ones and the tubes. Apparently we are. Apparently we are. Hey, what up? Guys, this is Kelly Talks with Monk. Monk just be hollering and shit. Just be hollering. Yo, today is a special day. Not really, but... Every day is a special day. Is, it guess. is. That's true. Yeah. That's whatever. true. It's How you true. go be negative and positive at the same damn time? Try to stay balanced, my G. He's <laughs> doing well, motherfucker. He's doing well at like that. Right in the middle. <laughs> um, the reason why I said today was a special day is because I'm having my reading today for a pilot that I wrote that I am also directing this weekend. And that's huge for me. I know it probably don't mean shit to y'all, but to me. <laughs> she says y'all, she means the people listening because I'm, I'm excited for her. Y'all are just terrible for not caring enough no, about No, y'all not terrible. Y'all should but, care you know, more about Kelly's dream. You know, day. when people have, you know, they they projects that they work on and they look, you know, they write something and then they go and they film it. And it's, it's, it's sometimes it's a, a baby thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal because they're just getting their foot in the water and right. it's not huge. And this particular pilot I'm super excited about because... It is one of my, well, it's not one of my first. I've actually written about three pilots. But this is one of the first ones that I feel good about in terms of the content. And it's not even about putting it on uh, Netflix or any particular uh, media outlet. It's more so just about getting the story out. It's about a female that's a young female that is left with her grandmother that has stage two Alzheimer's because her father dies Mm. and he's the one that's usually taking care of her. And so now she has to take care of this grandmother, but she also has to live her life. And my mother takes care of my grandmother and my grandmother has Alzheimer's. And that is a very, very difficult disease to deal with. Fuck Alzheimer's, it's a piece of shit disease and whoever Mr. Alzheimer is can suck the back of my dick. Cause he called it out, damn. He just he just found out what it was and named it. Everything around it can kiss my ass. All of it. <laughs> the first person who had it, the the patient zero, the nigga who figured it out. Fuck all of them. That's I said it. Run up, get done up. My grandfather passed from Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah, it's a difficult disease to deal with. Christmas before last, he did it like Christmas time too. So wow. it's like yeah, holidays can also just fuck everything, son. How old was your grandfather? Uh, a million. He was ninety. Yeah, you know what? And that's the thing is like. People can be young but old. They can live with that shit yeah. for a long time. My grandmother just made 80. It was, it was happening to him for about 10 years. Yeah, she just made 80. And we, we see it progressively getting worse. And I just think to myself, like, and I get, my, I get my grandmother probably like once a month, sometimes once every two months, depending on what I got going on in my life, to give my, 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 my mom that like weekend off. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot. Like that shit is a lot to deal with. And to think that my mom would possibly have to deal with that for another 10 or 15 years. That's a lot. Is a lot. Side note for uh, the audience, uh, I'm not trying to sound uh, cool today. I, I'm still not smoking, but the, it's starting to clear stuff up but what that means is now my throat hurts all the time oh no and so i sound like um i'm either dope ass college jazz dj <laughs> or <laughs> smoke a lot of weed or i smoke a lot of weed and i just smoke now I, i'm yeah 
Over a month now, people. Clean. Cigarette clean. Turn up. That's Woo. doper than that thing. So today's a good day. It's a good day. It's a good day. So Kelly's got a pilot. Most lungs are falling out. Yes. All this shit is dope. Um, but that is not the context of our podcast. First of all, let me just say that Felonius taped an episode on Easy. Mm. Yep, I said it. I said it. You can shake your head all you want to. Wow. He sure did. It's going to be on Netflix. Check that out. <laughs> I think he mad because I just said it and I wasn't supposed to. Because we snitching, baby. So what? <laughs> Stop snitching, son. So what? Be proud of your accomplishments. I got to be the, the worst at that, though. People are like, why you ain't telling me you got such and such? Like, mm-hmm. You know my Chicago Justice episode aired Sunday. You ain't tell me. So how you going to tell me? No, I didn't tell no, know. I didn't. But you know what? I, I didn't, didn't tell know. everybody. Did I tell all y'all that Kelly's? No, I didn't. You know Wait. why? Because I, I don't be know. snitching. Kelly I did snitching. not know. I'm for real. I did not know. The, I figured out when somebody texted me and said, you were good on Chicago Justice tonight. And then I started getting all these screenshots and shit on my Facebook. I, I really did not know that I was on Chicago Justice on that particular episode. And I'm proud of how they, they worked that character because they made me look way less crackheadish than the script looked. Oh, okay. And <laughs> then her house looked because her house looked super crackheaded. You got to trust the director, you know. That's what we learned. <laughs> so that was inside. It was a very the direc- insider. The, the director was white. Yeah, you can't trust the white director. <laughs> like so, you could have very right. well made me look like a crackhead Absolutely. mama easily. And my son was a killer. You'd be scratching and shit. He killed a little girl on this episode, that's which I didn't know that. I was kind of shocked. Like, <gasps> I oh, raised a right. killer. Because you don't really even see. Like, they only give you your sides for your part. Yes. Like, yeah, that's crazy. So you ain't even know that you raised the murderer. That's how know. it works, though. I didn't know. I was like, oh, my you God. Know, that's how it works. My kid seems really nice right now. I don't know. He might have stabbed the other. It could have been twins in there. And he, maybe he shanked his brother I'm pretty or sure. We don't Your know. Your son didn't don't shank. Know. You're pretty sure, but you can't. Brother. But you can't. You can't say for sure. That's all I'm saying. You can't. I feel say. like I can though. Mm. I feel like I can mm. say for sure. Like, what would your son have stabbed him with? You know, my my son's nails are really. Sh- I got scratches, right? But before they come out, their nails are very, very soft. Mm. So, what could he have killed him with? We don't. We don't know what his situation was though. He could have. <laughs> he could have like filed them against each other until they got to a razor point. We don't know. Is what I'm telling you. <laughs> You never know who your kid is. My mom ain't know I was fucking for six years. That's all I'm saying is. Most parents don't know that their kid's fucking, though. So I'm just saying, I think if I could hide some some pussy, I could hide a shanking. Oh, my God. So, this so is today what, we're going to talk about... Uh, <laughs> this is what I deal with. Uh, <laughs> for the first 10 minutes of our podcast. Every time. Every, every time. Yeah. Every time. Uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about finances, y'all. We're going to talk about that money. Actually, you know, we're talking about loyalty, more than anything. I don't know if it's necessarily finances or yeah. if it's loyalty and trust. It's tied in. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a multitude of things. The main thing that I questioned, right, before even coming on to the podcast, I was wondering about these corporations because we lose trust in friends really, really quick. A friend does something to us. Fuck them. Or a family member does something to us. Fuck them. And we'll stop talking to their ass in a heartbeat. Fuck them. These, we'll, these Migos ad libs. You know, <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> We we will cut them off. Like, you know what? Nah. I, I'm done with that person. They did X, Y, Z to me. You're out of here. But we'll continue to shop at a corporation or do business with corporations mm-hmm. that do a lot of shady shit. Like, worldwide shady shit. And I know this is was a while ago. Um, the actual action itself was shit over 10 years ago. But when Chevron, Texaco, Right, the names are different now because they merge and 
become one. Become bigger. But they did that spill. They they poured that water, that toxic water into the rainforest. I think it was eighteen million tons or something like that or 18 I could be over exaggerating the hell out of that number it was a lot it was a lot of you know and the rain and, and this the reason why I say this is because the rainforest is so pretty it's so pretty I've never been but I've seen a lot of videos about it <laughs> and, and we're trusting that they weren't photoshopped so it's probably really pretty in this movie that I just the latest movie that I just watched um you guys have to see Lost, how serious Lost she City is about Z- this. Shit. I am very serious about She's this. Like, it's very pretty. I've never been. <laughs> it's, but, I'm sure it's pretty. But the I'm shit, sure the YouTube's of this shit, son. And I'm not even high this week, so I know that what I'm saying is real. Mm. <laughs> Are you? I went and saw the Lost City of Z, <laughs> and it talked about this dude going through the rainforest, right, going through these different areas, trying to find this lost city. Right. And it was so beautiful, even the way that they they showed it on the on the movie. Um, it's just so beautiful, and to think that a company would come in and pour toxic water in something untouched, yeah. something so beautiful that the earth created, right? And then, and then, and then get away with it. Word. They got away with it last year, and, and I mean, this is super old. It was, I think, in August of 2016, but they won. Mm-hmm. They had a $9 billion lawsuit against them. For fucking up the rain. For messing up the rainforest, messing up these people's land, right? Right. And they won. Right. And that's crazy to me. I like, I can't believe that because and the, but, so then, it's niggas still using Chevron gas, people still using crazy, Texaco. That's the crazy part is, uh, so you got a combination of people who don't know. Like, there are a lot of people who don't know what a rainforest is at all. But just even if they did, like, to know that story means they had time out of their day to take the focus on that. And and the other part is sometimes people really just get completely bluesed out to the point where they're, fuck it, everything is broke. Everything is terrible. What can you do? You know what I mean? Like, there's... Like, what, uh, can, my, what can my part, my what, little what's part What's my little do? part? Like, there's the James Baldwin quote. He says to, to be... And he said, you says Negro because it was the 50s or 60s. He said to be a Negro in America and to be relatively conscious is to almost always be in rage. And that's an unhealthy place, right? Like, you mad all the time. That seems like a lot of... It takes a lot of energy, and it does. Absolutely. And so you end up then picking and choosing... Where where to use your passion and when not to, and you almost start to put a hierarchy on how bad shit is, and it starts with stuff that affects you directly, and then things that affect you indirectly, like it affects my wife, but it doesn't directly affect me. Those things I care about more than everything else, and then things that affect my neighborhood, and then things that affect my city, and then things that affect my state. And at some point, you get you haven't really you don't and have any energy that left. Your country, right? Then they, right. And it's just And at much. some point you don't have energy left. You might some people are like, hey, I only have time to focus on myself because there's so much fucked up shit with me. And then once you get to that, it's really some old Maslow's hierarchy of needs shit. Well, I'm taking care of, I could take care of those around me. Then you get those people straight, then you could take go to a bigger place. But a lot of times the people who we we would hope would boycott shit and stop using the products are the ones that have the least options and the least amount of time to be focused on other people's shit. It's poor people who are, are generally the people making the most money for banks, gas companies, and they don't have the options. Yeah. You can afford a, a, a Tesla. You can be like, fuck Chevron. I got a Tesla. I have a BMW i3. Fuck Chevron. I have a BMW i3. You <laughs> see what I mean? But if, All electric, if you, you 
uh, are living off of, you know, you, you live in check to check and you don't really have it like that to put a down payment down or, or even make a monthly payment, then you pretty much driving whatever you can drive. And if that's the case and Texaco got gas for three cents less than the people across the street, I mean, I feel bad about their beautiful ass rainforest, but a bitch got to say six dollars. You know what I mean? So right. it's 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 a there's so it's a piece almost where, like a, a, a it's a, a catch twenty. It's a fucked up. I, cycle. I don't want to say a need, but almost as if you're forced. It's, it's like you're yeah. forced to make these choices. Being but broke what, is, okay, okay. Being broke is expensive. Okay, so let's let's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Being broke is expensive. I would I would tell uh, poor people stop using Chase. But guess where the easiest bank to find is? It's Chase. Chase is more chases. Why would you tell poor people to stop using? Because their fucking fees suck. Their fees are predatory. It's thirty nine dollars to bounce a check. And well, should well, we not be bouncing checks? We absolutely should be bouncing checks. <laughs> I mean, but I think that's the happens. real answer. You get to this place where um, you know that you, okay, I got paid. I get paid Friday. We don't have any food in the house. It's Thursday. I write the check on Thursday. It's not going to clear until Friday. That's not an unusual thing for a parent to do when they're trying to feed their kids. No, absolutely. But let's say that the check does clear today. Now... You just paid, say you only bought $50 worth of groceries, you just paid $90 for those $50 worth of groceries. Now your check comes, the first $40 goes to Chase. You call them to talk about it. They're like, oh, my bad. That's what it is. Well, we'll close your account. Or they'll charge you five more dollars to reactivate it. Or you know what I mean? It's just like a lot of fees that they have. I feel and like we all think banks about have that though. Bank of America. Some honest bad. Bank of America does too. Bank of America is like $35, I think. But here's the weird part that we've accepted. They're charging us to use our own money. Absolutely. And for those banks, some of those banks, if you don't have direct deposit or you don't deposit a certain amount every month, they charge you another twelve dollars for yeah, your account. Yeah, I've had to close accounts for that because it's like you don't you don't get a direct deposit. I'm like, no, I'm not going to get a direct deposit or have a certain amount in my savings and Just you charge your, me. Yeah, yeah. you taking money from me for not having money. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, it's, if if I had advice to give to poor people, it'd be to use. Uh, Credit unions and not banks because their fees are generally more fair. You have a, uh, some say in where the money is spent, how the money is invested. But I would also you know, say don't get credit cards. Don't do this. Don't do that. Things that will help us with our money. But I realize saying that to a person who is trying to just get from one check to the next and they don't have a safety net is a lot different than you saying it to me. I don't have any debt. I haven't had any debt in four or five years. So, yeah, I could say I don't want a credit card. But is it a miseducation of, 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 of some finances of it, some of it more than is. it is that they need to feed their family? Because I think that some, if you... Some of it is. There's a, there's a combination, though, because I think we all look at poor people and think they became poor because they have bad habits. No, a lot of times you're born into That's, poor, Yes, yeah, some of us just born into poverty. Situations are just what they are. Well, it's America. You can get out of it. Really? Can you? Really? Because With the education system, really? Do you even know how well, to get the, out? The crazy part is we say, well, the education system, you could get out, you could get a good paying job. Okay, but I'm still $45,000, $50,000 in debt. Yeah. So this good paying job seems okay until you realize I'm still not. I'm in worse shape, no matter how, it, whatever economics teaches you. If you make $60,000 a year and you owe $50,000, you are not in better shape than a person who makes $40,000 a year and doesn't owe anything. Yeah. That you're just not. And they'll garnish your wages And they will garnish paying. the fuck if out your shit. Your if you're working and not paying, they will come get your shit. So there's, it, part of it is it's definitely- It's almost like you can understand why people do things like social security or they decide just not to work at all. Like I just live off the fucking government then because what's the point of even trying when these are- when, when 
knees are. But I feel like I feel like you there's. Try. There's you know like, what I mean? But I do. No, no, no. I but you, I mean, people do agree. think like that. You mm-hmm. do. We think we gotta try, right? This mm-hmm. is part of our mentality because of where we've come from and where we've gotten ourselves to. But think about the the beginning of that journey, right? Mm-hmm. Think about if all of the cards continue to turn up bad every mm-hmm. single time. What have you never seen time. a good card? Huh? What have you never seen a good card? That's what I'm like, saying. Like literally right? from childhood on, you've never seen anyone win. And then people say, well, you got to try, bitch. Why? And I've a lot never of times you don't even know that. Because I just told Mike, I just was talking to Mike about this, um, about relationships, right? How Mike was t- an, an anomaly <laughs> in my dating, you know, types. Mm-hmm. He was not the type of guy I would have dated or mm-hmm. even looked at for that matter. And I was like, why do women, right? myself continue to date these kind of men and then I also thought about the type of person that I was right Mm -hmm. so if you're a certain type of person you probably hang or deal with certain type of people yeah you probably be in certain elements right and then therefore these are the people that you meet and these are the people that you tend to date and that's your norm and that's your norm and because this is your norm somebody like a mike is an abnormality Mm -hmm. and that doesn't look as enticing as this dude over here that i can perfectly relate to because it's comfortable for me and so i was telling him i said you know it's so interesting that we don't even realize that we're in the cycle we we're in a rat race we don't see it. Mm-hmm. We want to get out. Some of us, right? Some of us see it a little bit. We saw a little bit of the other side and said, oh, I want to get out of this way of thinking. But we don't even know the first steps to do that. You know, it's like you're stuck mm. just doing the same shit. You're stuck dating the same type of people. And I guess that really goes back to finances, too. Mm-hmm. If you, like, mom, no diss, mom. Sorry, I love you to death. But growing up, you know, my mom was one of them payday loan motherfuckers. And right. that shit used to drive, like, once we got older to understand what that was, mm-hmm. it used to drive us crazy. Because I don't know if you know, but the interest rates on them bitches is mm-hmm. like 800%. Yeah. I once you paid it off, her paper, whatever you paid, whatever your loan was, unless you pay it back and like uh, a week <laughs> a week you're gonna end up paying double triple four, four times, times whatever what you borrowed it's, um, it's super but here's something ridiculous. i think is interesting about that is there are a bunch of ways that you can get caught there people think that it's it's like uh poor people with these bad habits and then you find out that my mom who's never been poor who's been middle class at, at least most of her life well educated but because of her upbringing doesn't like to ask for help mm. So when money you gets tight, she would rather go yeah. and get a payday loan herself. And you're going, how did this lady who's really, really smart about money knows how to, why, why does she have? Pride got her. And that's not a weird thing. And that was the thing that I had to figure out for myself is, you know, I don't need the things that make people look at me and think I'm successful. Yes. And once you put that away and you don't, you know, people are like, you don't drive? No, nah, I, don't, I don't drive. Why? Because I don't need the debt right now. As yeah. it currently stands, I don't need a bill that I pay every month. I've already got child support for my oldest daughter. You know what I mean? And to me, that's not a bill. That's just like I have to eat. You have to mm-hmm. eat. You don't consider a grocery a grocery bill. Mm-hmm. You fucking have to eat. Feeding my daughter is part of regular shit. Right. But I don't have anything that they can come take from me. Yeah. Like if I don't, if you don't pay this, we coming to get it. Bitch, come get it. What you gonna get? Some t-shirts. <laughs> like gonna get my where he said he's been paying on that couch for, for 20 years at, at $50 a week. $50 a week. Right. I don't have anything that they can take from me. Um, 
and I don't. Uh, so, they, but what that That's does for me? That's a responsible move. But you have. But what, what we that live. did for me is that put me in a position where I could do what the fuck I wanted to without being afraid. Yeah. Because since I don't have debt, if I lose a job, I'm not worried about what, everything how am I falling. Pay my bills? Right. I might have to make a phone call like, "Hey, fam, we need to come stay with you for a couple weeks." <laughs> the, my, the biggest thing I would I would have to swallow is my pride and ask somebody, "Can I stay at your house?" Yeah. But as far as me losing something I've invested in, because you think about it, if you pay, if you have a car note and you pay on that three year loan, say you got a three year loan because you are pretty responsible. You're trying to keep it as short as possible. Mm-hmm. And you pay for a year and a half and then you're in dire straits for like three months. They can repo your shit. After you didn't pay, you don't all get that, that year and a half money back. Yeah. So my brain says, until you're in a position where you know that this money is here and this money is going to continue to come here. You shouldn't make long-term commitments. Yeah. It's like any relationship. I can't long-term commit to my wife if I know I ain't have my shit together. How am I going to get married to you and I don't know that I'm not going to want to fuck somebody tomorrow? Oh, that's but so common. you get to that place where you know, okay, you know what? I got my shit together. I'm straight. Nothing's going to fuck this up. Yeah, there could be a curveball, but I've prepared myself and put something away for that curveball. Yeah. And that's the same thing I do with money. But if you're poor, you have fewer options to do that. Yeah. And you don't have anybody around you that can have that conversation with you because they're trying to fucking tread water. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're struggling, but it's it's really people like you, honestly, who first break the cycle. And it's what we were talking about before. You figured it out yourself. You got out of these. You're getting out of these habits, but you got out of them and you're still getting out of them. Then, now your daughter, uh, your daughters are, are not going to have these habits because they've seen better habits. Yeah. Now, once you've got them to the place where they're straight and you got your shit straight and every, everybody's straight. Then you go and say to your mom, like, hey, fam, this is why you, that's happening. You know what? My mom has gotten, my mom has seen the, the behaviors of us as right. her daughters and have started to do things differently. Right. I've just noticed it just from coming around her. And she's like, oh, you know, I went and did this today. Yeah. And, you know, oh, I, I, she has a three-bedroom mm-hmm. and it's only two of them. And she's want, wanting to make the other room into a meditation room. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not something that my mom would have ever even considered. But because I talk about meditating all the time and just the benefits of it, mm-hmm. she looks at that like, oh, wow, it's well, this I is something that yeah. I can try. And I, I agree with you. It's, I, it's like you want to look when you said that you don't have to look successful, right. that's the thing. We everything is for do it for the Instagram. You know what do I'm saying? For do, it for the, do it for the gram. It's like everything is for show. And so we have to look good in I, red bottoms and in and high. We talked end. about this. I rarely get haircuts. Yeah. And I remember being the dude who got a haircut every Friday and a shape up every Tuesday. Haircut every Friday, shape up every Tuesday. And I was paying, you know, I got a full beard and you got to do, it was $25 for the cut plus a $5 tip. And it was another $15 for the shape up plus a $5 tip. So I'm paying, you know, $50 a week for a fucking haircut, just regular old haircut. But it was because I remember when I was younger, when a dude didn't have a haircut, he looked like he was going through something. Yeah. And so we would be like, hey man, somebody ain't right with him. And I've had friends now even say, I could tell when you straight because you, you get your hair cut. I'm like, no, nah, I get my hair cut at some point because, nigga, the shit looks crazy. But for the most part, I wear hats every day. I don't yeah. give a shit. I'm already married. My wife is amazing. I don't care what everyone else thinks. Yeah. And unless it's for a role, I don't really fucking think about that shit. I think yeah. about, do I need it? If I need it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I love having locks. I don't even think about my hair for the most part. I just get up and go. Wash it. Keep <laughs> like straight. I just get up and Keep go. Keep moving, right? Uh, but when I think about when I think about the different people, right? So is it really even the poor 
that are... It's poor mentally. I shouldn't even say... Yeah. I was going to say, is it, is it really even the poor? Because if you think about poor, right? If you think about poverty, the people that are under the light, they're not around here getting Chevron gas and At Nikes. And, yeah, they're riding the bus. And, right. They're not doing these <laughs> things the that, are, that are benefiting these corporations. It's usually the middle class. It's, the middle it's usually well, the, middle the class is lower this, middle class, the upper... The middle mass, even, even to the, upper, really the whole class. middle class to the, to the, in the sense that we are the perfect customer. And that we are comfortable enough to not want to rock the boat, but we're bitching about stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we've got enough free time to read the articles and to watch the documentaries. And complain about it. And complain about it. But we also have enough comfort that I ain't really going to be out there marching and shit. You know what I mean? Like, this, that's (laughs) what the middle class is. If you feed them enough, they'll get just fat enough not to be able to chase you when you come steal from them. And that's that's the middle class. Poor people are not the ones fucking this shit up. They yeah, working too they hard yeah. to be fucking shit up. The rich have already fucked it up. And there's this is the weird part is there's nothing morally good or bad about being rich or poor. But in this country, uh, we have made rich people somehow untouchable as far as their morals are concerned. Oh well, you can't talk that shit about him. He's still rich. We said about rappers, say what you want. That nigga got that bag, though. He got yes, that money. That's exactly what they say. Like, Damn. it don't matter. He got Yeah. So, but then you'll say, uh, your broke ass. That Your broke ass is somehow a diss. What you're saying is, hey, person, you don't have enough money to take care of yourself. Well, yeah, nigga, that is terrible. You wouldn't say to somebody, yo, cancerous ass. Right. <laughs> like, why would you diss? Why would you fucking diss me by telling me I might, I'm not able to take it? Fuck you. And yeah, that's we put a moral thing on. Dude, dudes do this thing where we go, um, you don't get no pussy, though. And that's a weird thing to me to like as, ascribe some type of quality to like, you, you not fucking. Okay. What, is, what does that mean? I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not turtly enough for your turtle clan, nigga, I don't give a fuck. But to say you're broke as a diss to somebody is a really weird thing because people are born into poverty. I guess it's demoralizing to an extent. It's like you, right. you're, you're, you're saying that you're a fucked up person because you don't have... Because we put this moral quality yeah. or wealth. So if a person is broke, then that means there's something wrong with them. Not that they were born into a system that is, they were already poor. It's harder for a poor person to become just middle class in this country than most places in the world. And we don't know that because we believe that America is the land of opportunity. And just 10 years ago, this guy was broke. And now look at him. Yeah, that happens for one to two percent of Americans. The other 98 percent generally don't move within class. And for black people, it's more likely for us to go down in class. The class that we were born in, we're more likely to, to go to a lower class than to ever raise up to the next level. So I don't say that to say we should Where all give up. Where is that statistic? What is that? Uh, from? That you can find that is a sto- it was a uh, a Harvard study done and another Stanford study done. That was two different studies. That that's why I pulled both of those together. That's interesting. But the 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 point of that is we have this whole if poor people just worked harder, they wouldn't be poor. And poor people are some of the hardest working motherfuckers on the planet. They're not taking fucking vacations every weekend to Mar-a-Lago or wherever the fuck Trump is going. Yeah. They're not going to the fucking West, uh, to, to South or France and shit like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Them motherfuckers working their ass off. And the only time they take a break is when they get off work after they 16-hour day and watch a little TV. That's their break. Or maybe smoke a little weed. You know what I mean? Just to, this is my only way to release. And it's almost impossible to change the, change the mindset 
of those around you yeah. without separating yourself from them. You have to, to separate an extent. yourself. Like, I don't, I don't want to say that you have to just completely negate, like, just completely be like, oh, y'all stay over there and I'm going to stay over here. No, but I'm you gonna have build to walk this away. Wall. But there is kind of like a separation that has to happen in order for you to fully embrace change. Well, you can't see a picture from a different angle until you fucking move. You have to, if you want to see that picture a different way, you have to move. You can't stand in that spot. And so if we want to look at poverty a different way or even our environment, and I, I keep saying poverty, I don't just mean financial. Some of the biggest poverty in my life has always been mental, mental poverty, poverty yeah. not believing that I could do things. Imposter syndrome, where you feel like um, you got an opportunity to do something and people are crediting you with that thing that you did, but you don't feel like. That's worth it or you're, good enough. You're good enough. Yeah, that You don't feel lot. like you're supposed And some of that's from your upbringing. You know, my mom was not... Uh, my mom was one of those be realistic people, which I've grown to it's believe. Like, don't set your expectations too high. Right. Set them just high enough for you to just be able to attain them. Just high enough for you to be able to, right. Yeah. And I've grown to understand that the word realistic is a limiter um, in the sense that if, if, as a matter of fact, somebody was just talking about the Nona, a friend of mine named Nona from New Orleans, shout out to Nona Abel, um, was talking about how the word realistic is a limiting word in that Absolutely. it's saying, I don't believe you can do this thing. So you should be realistic and do less than that thing. You should shoot for less. Because yeah. in my mind, it's not realistic that you can do that. Now, if I told someone I'm going to start doing comedy. reality is different. Everybody's real. If I told someone at 38 I'm going to start doing comedy and within five years I'm going to be on TV, I'll be on Comedy Central, I'll be headlining uh, major clubs, he'll go, That's what, you got to be more realistic. Get you a regular job and just do comedy on the side. And if it breaks, it breaks. But reality is... Within a year, I was on TV every day. And within three years, I was on the nightly show. And within this, I was on that. So the reality was better than what I was trying to accomplish in the first place, but way better than what people thought was realistic for me. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you know, I had to leave them. I literally had to leave them, get out of the state and get away from everybody who knew anything about me because all they could see was their perception of what I was capable of. They had no idea what I could do. I remember when my daughter's father, side of the family, laughed at me when I told them I was going to do comedy. Like, they, they literally, his mom was like, girl, you going to do comedy? Whatever. What you going to do? What How you going to do some damn comedy? Like, that's literally what she said. Right. And it was, and I, I remember walking away feeling some type of way about that. Like, damn. I was like, that's yeah. pretty fucked up that she doesn't think that I can do this. Right. And it does make you, even if you say, fuck them, I'm going to show them, yeah. it does give you some type of mental limitations because right. it creeps in. It, well, it's it's a, as soon as it's, you start to feel some pushback, as soon as there's an obstacle, you start soon, thinking about like, oh, those maybe things. Maybe they were right. Yeah. Or, or, you know, maybe I did set my expectation. Maybe I need to relax and get back. You know, I, I have this thing now where I don't expect anything. I don't expect bad things to happen. I don't expect good things to happen. I expect to work and get better. Right? So we have... To uh, learn, to grow. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have these showcases, right? And they'll come and, you know, we do these fucking five-minute audition showcases. Those are the worst which fucking is the, showcases. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah. But what I've learned from these showcases is they're not looking at your five. They're not looking for you to kill the room. You know, I've had, like, I've talked to the people who book them and they're, they're not looking for you to kill the room. What they're looking for is that you're saying something that no one else is saying. Mm -hmm. Are you different? And so then you'll go back and look at who's getting these opportunities and you go, that motherfucker was terrible. He was terrible. Or he, she they was that garbage. Yeah. Or that motherfucker <laughs> yeah. is a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, the weirdo That's is who they, they wanted. wanted. They wanted the motherfucker who was so different. And we are trying to murder 
I know how that feels. I know it's a weird feeling to go on stage and people not laugh the way you think they should. It's, but what I've learned from, and you know I tell weird jokes anyway. <laughs> well, not weird jokes, but I... They're just I, real thought-provoking jokes. Yeah, so some of the stuff, I know it's not funny. Not all of them thought-provoking. No, some of them. I got some titty <laughs> jokes. But the, but the whole point to why I do comedy is that I want to say something that makes me go. <laughs> right. That's for me. And I love when I laugh on stage. Yeah, it it's, it's for me. Yeah. So I know sometimes when I'm on stage, if I did the joke right the way that I wanted to tell it, and I didn't get the laugh I wanted, I'm cool. Right. I'm all right with that. And that's what they're looking for. And so that was the, the thing that got me was understanding, not giving a shit about what everybody else is doing. It's trying to say the thing that Monk says. What What is different, unique, special about me? Yeah. And we, but, but we don't think, we definitely, I'm not going to say we as in like everybody, but there's so many people that are just trying to keep up with the Joneses, which we don't know who they are. Them niggas um, broke too. And they, and they're, they're running behind them. Trying to be like them versus trying to be who they are and what they yeah, want. Man. I mean, I did it when I shit. When I went from my Altima, I had an Altima that was damn near paid off. Mm-hmm. I was in my last couple months. <laughs> like seriously, I, I, I hate this. I love this story, but I hate it because I just every time you tell a story, my my chest gets tight. My last couple months, I mean, and went out there and fucking got an Xfinity truck. Because you had to look like you was balling. Because I had to look like I was balling for $700-something dollars a month. Then the insurance was another $100. Then I had my little license plates. You laugh too, bitch. Like, I'm balling. You see me rolling down the street. It was so stupid. It was so... But you know what? It was a lesson I needed to learn from that mm-hmm. time frame. So I'm not going to call it completely no, it was a, yeah. uh, useless. But it's a mistake that I wish that I wouldn't have made because right. financially I would be in a better place. Out, yeah. It took me a while to crawl out of that hole. Meanwhile, I did that... Uh, 10 years ago so it was this time was different so 10 years ago I had the 7 series condo I was making a shit ton of money um, but then the economy went to shit in 2007 and you can't control that you don't you, know that I not can do to control that right so the first 8 months this is how well I was doing the first 8 months I was able to pay my bills without a job no unemployment I was still paying 1400 for the condo and Six hundred dollars for the seven series, and my child support was like nine hundred dollars at the time, and it was you know what I mean I was, but everything was good, but the money never came back around. Yeah. And then eventually, I started to lose shit that I had spent. I, like if I had thought about it, I would have sold the house, I would have got rid of the car, and I'd have kept my savings. Yeah. Instead of paying so into them, depleting my savings, trying stuff. to save that shit. Yeah. So this, um, when I was doing Touch Vision and the nightly show at the same time. I was taking the train everywhere. <laughs> like, I, even in New York, I wouldn't take Ubers and shit because I know how the train works. You just yeah. hop on the fucking train. I would be there for a week, so I would get a, a weekly, whatever, $33, $35. I'm going to get around the city for $35. Yeah. You could see me anytime you wanted to in Brooklyn, Harlem, Manhattan with a backpack on walking through the city. And people were like, just walking? <laughs> My legs work, nigga. What the fuck? I mean, why wouldn't I? Even now... I could have, you you wouldn't know if I had just sold sold a pilot or if I was homeless cuz I'm still taking the same and you blue know what, line though? brown line rich and I like that rich motherfuckers you can't tell that anyway yeah. you can't tell rich people if they're rich or not. like I mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I live around some wealthy motherfuckers mm-hmm. It's sickening. I see them in jewels. I see them in Trader Joe's. I don't know that they're rich, but I guarantee you they got money. You know what I mean? Like and the, the thing is, there are people who have a lot of money who flaunt their wealth. There are people who have a lot of money who spend it on exorbitant shit. There, there are poor people who don't floss, and there are poor people who do. But the, the weird thing about 
for, for me, it's always been more about I don't care what anyone thinks. So then what's important to me? Yeah. And when I figured out what was important, I, don't, I was like, I don't even really like. I like 7 Series because I like the way they look. But then it hit me, nah, you like 7 Series because it says to other people that you're doing well. I like, and I was like, "Oh fuck, you, that is why I got that car." You know what? I feel you, and I and I had that debate with myself when I got my i three. That's a cool car. I had a, it's a cute <laughs> That's car. A cool it's car, such though. a cute car. Yeah, I, I, and so I had. I'm that, giving you a pass. So I had that conversation where I was like, "Am I buying this car because I'm bought? Like I'm shitting on people, or am I buying this car because I actually genuinely like the car? Mm-hmm. And I do genuinely like the car. Not to mention the car note is cheaper than the car note on my Prius. And that was you the feel other what thing. I'm saying? Your Prius you, was already you were having problems with it. You were getting it fixed. You had things. Yeah, going it's on, like so, I'm paying yeah. two thousand dollars. I have either pay two thousand dollars to get the Prius fixed and get all new tires, mm-hmm. or go buy another vehicle that's going to be less than a car note and, and I just like the like car the more car now at this point. Better. Yeah. I do. And so like I had to have but those are the conversations that I don't And think you live in have. the suburbs too. So I tell people a lot of times I, have a I don't charger drive behind my house. Right. You see what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like a lot of times I tell people to... <laughs> uh you know they're like well, how do you get around? Nigga, I live like 10 steps from the blue line, yeah. which is the major train running through is the red and the blue line. They go most of the places and like, to get here, I take the blue line into the city, and then I take the brown line. It's three stops. Not the shit on what you just said. I literally live across the street from the train. Yeah. No, but so you So I could, I could well, technically. Could. Yeah. <laughs> I could yeah. technically take the train, but I'm not a, I, I grew up in to the suburbs, fair, though, and I'm not a train. Like, I, I will, And, and to be but fair, having like MS, it. that's probably a bad idea. Well, yeah. That's probably a bad idea, just because at any time, you would be like, yo, I'm way too tired to make these steps. And that's, the steps is a motherfucker. Because I live at the Austin stop. You coming up the motherfucking steps. Without MS, I'd be like. <sighs> yeah. That's part of what made me quit. Smoking. I was like, this. I'm not supposed to be this You're tired. I'm too, damn, yeah, I'm too little to be this yeah. tired. This is bullshit. And uh, yeah. It's, Moral of the story, I guess, is ask questions. Ask questions. Figure shit out. We had 38 minutes and I ain't going to keep y'all that long. But I, and but fuck I, Chevron. And fuck Chevron and Nike, even though I wear Nike. So I guess I'm the part of the problem. Shit, I'm wearing Hirachis right now. I guess I'm part of the fucking problem. I'm a hypocrite. Uh, but I guess we, I, you know, I feel like if you accept that you're part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> it's I, like, yeah, I'm fucking part of the problem. But I'm trying. I'm trying, and I, and that's all that matters, man. If you're trying, you know, my, me and my husband was just going over finances today, and we were paying off bills because we want to buy a house, and we were going through this whole conversation, and I told him the balance on my PayPal account, and he was like, "What the fuck?" That was like that was his response, and I texted him back and said, "Look, goddammit. it, it was this." I said, "I said I know I'm a terrible person, but I'm working on trying to be a less terrible person, so just deal with it." <laughs> and hey, you know, that's... I used to do is send back smiley emojis at that point. Because I've owned it And that is the title of this week's podcast Try to be a less terrible person Damn it Damn it We out